wonder what these, this weird group of people is doing outside. So uh, if you want to join us outside, um, maybe grab a coat in your palm and meet us out underneath the mural. If you would rather stay inside, we'll just be outside for a few minutes. So you can just wait in here for us with the musicians and we'll, we'll be back shortly.
Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethany and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you. And as you enter, Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks to you why you are untying it, just say, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent to part of it found it as he had told them. For you untie this, and after throwing their cloaks, so kept be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. We praise you, O God, for redeeming the world Today he entered the holy city in front of the proclaimed Messiah by those who spread garments and branches along Bless these branches and those who carry them. Grant us grace to follow our Lord in the way of the cross, so that joined to his death and resurrection, we enter into life with you. Through the same Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us go forth in peace. In the name of Christ. Amen. So as we go, shout Hosanna, shout praise, and when we get into the sanctuary, we'll start our hymn with the musicians. Follow me. Hosanna. 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 Hosanna.
may be seated. And I'll invite Pastor Stephen Feith to come forward at this time. There you are. You can use this microphone if you want. So just a few uh, announcements before we begin. Uh, first of all, welcome to everyone who's here, and a special welcome to Madison Church. We're so glad that you're both in our building on Sundays, usually, and joining us for worship today. So thank you so much uh, for being with us. For those of you who don't know, um, since March 20th, uh, Madison Church, which is a non-denominational congregation, um, has been worshiping in our parish hall on Sundays at 11 in the morning. And so they are our, uh, our partners in mission, and they are our guests this morning. And I asked their pastor, Pastor Stephen, to uh, introduce himself and say hello. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good morning. And uh, like he said, I'm the lead pastor of Madison Church, and we've been meeting in your basement for about a month, and it's been great. Um, we really appreciate the opportunity to be in such a beautiful and historic building um, alongside you. We get here a little bit later than you guys do. We're about 11, so if our people look a little sleepy to you, they're usually probably, <laughs> you know, they're probably still sleeping right now, but that's all right. They made it out. And so um, thank you, Pastor Andy, for, uh, I know a long time ago, I sent a text message. We were looking for a new facility and wasn't thinking Trinity, but you offered and to, to explore the conversation yeah. and you guys have been gracious hosts. And so um, thank you. Our church, we started it in 2014. We're a church plant, and as uh, Pastor Andy said, we're a non-denominational church, and um, kind of how we do things a little bit different. We like the, we do a more neighborhood-based model, and so for us, it's uh, it's about community and connections and giving back to where we live, so glad to be here. And would you like to say anything about your services next week to remind your people? Or Yeah, Easter Sunday, next Sunday, 11 a.m., <laughs> we'll be downstairs again, and uh, if for, all, for those of you with kids, if uh, they start getting fussy and you want to bail, uh, I open the nursery door for you. Yeah. So you can just, it's two lefts, okay? Uh, so, but that's up to you. Otherwise, there's no organized uh, kid programming today. Just so at any point, if you need a break or your, your child needs a break, nursery's open. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you're a member of Madison Church, would you just wave your hand so training people know so they can introduce themselves? So, yeah, thank you for Let's uh, Let's welcome Madison Church as well. And then just a couple of other announcements that are printed in your bulletin. Uh, after worship today, there's a potluck brunch downstairs, so we hope you will join us downstairs for um, some food and fellowship and more of a chance to introduce yourself to the people from Madison Church. We're also um, getting ready for our Easter lily garden up front. And so if you would like to buy an Easter lily for Easter Sunday in honor or in memory of someone, um, there's a sign-up sheet, and you can, uh, can do that in the narthex today. Um, today centers around a reading from the Passion of Luke, and there should be a copy of the Passion reading in each one of your bulletins. There are parts for the congregation to speak in bold, so it's good to have this in front of you. But we reuse these every three years Luke comes back around. And so when you're done with the service today, if you'd make sure that you return your passion reading, we'll recycle the rest of the bulletin, but we reuse this, so, um, so please return that as well. I want to say that during Lent 2, we've been trying something new with our prayers of the people. Back at the baptismal font, this is for everyone, uh, there are some slips of paper back there, 
And if you have a prayer request for a member of your family, for a friend, for some place in the world that's on your heart today, you can write that on a slip of paper and put it in the basket. Just find your way back there at any time during the service and put that in the basket, and we'll include those in our prayers. And then uh, for Trinity folk, too, just wanted to point out the Holy Week schedule, um, which is printed in your bulletin. We've got services on Monday, Thursday at 6 o'clock, Good Friday at noon. We have an Easter vigil at 7.30 on Saturday, and then 9.15 on Easter Sunday. So uh, take that whole worship schedule with you, and uh, this bulletin turns into a nice invitation for a family or friend uh, to uh, share with them if they wanted to join you for one of those worship services. Are there any other announcements we should make today? Kaya. Yeah. Easter Vigil will be a little bit longer than an hour. I would guess it's not going to be, for those of you who've been to an Easter Vigil before, there are typically 12 readings. We're going to abridge it a bit, probably have about four. So I'm planning on an hour and a half. Starts outside with a campfire outside. Um, it's one of my favorite services of the year, so I want to plug it for those of you who've never experienced it. Um, but it's a, a good way to uh, enter the story of Holy Week. Thank you, Kaya. That's, uh, I'm sure many people are wondering who remember the, the, the Easter Vigil. Any other announcements today? If not, we will continue with our service. I invite you to stand. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Everlasting God, in your endless love for the human race, you sent our Lord Jesus Christ to take on our nature and to suffer death on the cross. In your mercy, enable us to share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious victory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. And... Uh, As Pastor Stephen mentioned, uh, 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 the nursery is open. Kids are welcome throughout the entire service, but if you do um, want to go there, that's around the corner to the left. And I talked with Pastor Stephen about mentioning that at this point, too. So. Disgrace to my neighbors, a dismay to my own. 
Grace and peace be with you, friends, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to give a full-length sermon today at the end of our Passion reading, which we would usually do on a Sunday, in part because this is a day in our church calendar that centers on an extended reading from one of the four Gospels. Today, we hear the version from Luke. So today I want to give as much space, as much time and attention to the story itself, so I'll keep this brief. But I did want to introduce and to challenge and to invite you to fully enter this story, to take the plunge, to immerse yourself in it, to hold no part of yourself back from the Passion story. This is a day in which we enter the narrative. We became part of the crowd shouting Hosanna with our procession of palms. And we become part of the crowd again as we shout, crucify him. That is the mystery of this week we are entering. Jesus was welcomed with Hosanna on Sunday and condemned to death on Friday. This isn't just a story about a long time ago. It's a story that reveals a truth about us and our humanity today, here and now. We have both Good Friday and Palm Sunday within us. This story tells the truth about us, but it also tells us the truth about God. A God revealed to us in the self-giving love, the suffering servant, the one who gave his body and blood away for the sake of others, for your sake. The passion of our Lord reveals the depths to which God will go to be in relationship with us, to rescue us. So often we read scripture in little chunks on Sunday. So today we are going to take in a large piece of it, the whole sweep of Christ's passion story. We immerse ourselves in it. We let it saturate our lives because in doing so, God rewrites the script for us. We're no longer living in the narrative defined by our sins. We are living in the story of grace and salvation and reconciliation. We're no longer living in the story of competition and winner takes all. We're living in the story of collaboration and communion, of self-giving love and service following the example of our Lord Jesus Christ because we're on the way to the cross with him. We're no longer living in the story of the survival of, of the fittest because God has placed you in the story of the resurrection of the dead. So I invite you in this long reading to take the plunge, to enter the story with your whole self, and to open your hearts as good soil for the word. And it's perfect to enter this story alongside our Christian siblings with other Christians, because this is the story that is the foundation of our faith. And Jesus prayed for our community, for our unity in his final days. Hear now the passion of our Lord according to Luke, and please stand for the gospel acclamation.
seated as our readers take their places. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Now the festival of leavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he might betray him to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray him to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us, that we may eat it. They asked him, Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters, and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then he began to ask one another which one of them it called to be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater than the one who is at the table, or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, And I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. 
Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. He said to them, When I sent you out without a purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? He said to them, No, not a thing. But now the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. They said, Lord, look here for two swords. He replied, It is enough. He came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became the great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray, that you may not come into the time of trial. While he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around him saw what was coming, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple police, and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if, it, if I were a bandit? When I was with you day after day in the temple... You did not lay hands on me. This is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, this man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, 
Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, still another kept insisting. Surely this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus began to mock him and beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? They kept heaping many other insults on him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, gathered together and they brought him to their council. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. He replied, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. All of them asked, Are you then the Son of God? He said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for the accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been waiting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod sat with his soldiers, treated him with contempt, and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who is perverting the people. And here I have examined him in your presence, and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away, 
least forever for us. This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify! A third time he said to them, Why, what evil has he done? I found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. He is the Messiah of God. Chosen. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There is also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle 
saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arithmia, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment.
come close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. For the earth and all its inhabitants created in love, train us to recognize your divine goodness in the world around us and rouses us a reverence for creation that, is, we, that we take greater care of its resources. Merciful God. For those who suffer, waited expectationally for mercy and consolation, accompany those who feel abandoned or betrayed, defend those who are wrongly accused, embrace those who are incarcerated or detained, heal those who are ill, especially Jacqueline, Randy, Leticia, Dania, Rick, Vicki, Lynn, Christian, and Gary. Hear now the prayers of our community for loved ones. For Jeff M., my neighbor, who died this past week after a fall causing a brain bleed. For our daughter's safe return home. Merciful God, hear our prayer. For Christians around the world, preparing this week to journey with Jesus to the cross, Reveal to us once again the earth-shaking power of humble service, unmerited forgiveness, and sacrificial love. Lead us all from death to life. Merciful God, do a new thing in our world. Break barriers that prevent political enemies from working together for the well-being of all. Make a way for peace, especially in Ukraine. Hear now our prayers for our neighbors near and far. We are thankful for our brothers and sisters here today from Madison Church. Bless them in this ministry. Merciful God, hear our We remember those who have died, who, have commend, who were commended into your hands. Remember us when you come into your kingdom and prepare a place for each of us with you in paradise. Merciful God, receive our prayers. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need. For the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always take a moment to share a sign of peace with those around you. We won't be passing an offering plate today, but there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font. You may be seated. Uh, so if you brought an offering with you today that you'd like to leave, that's at the baptismal font back there. Um, Trinity members can also give online at our website, tlcmsn.org. Mass and church people have questions about offering, I'll direct you to Pastor Stephen. So <laughs> I'm sure you know what you're doing.
Uh, and we'll now hear our musical offering.
Please stand as you are able. Let us pray. Extravagant God, you have blessed us with the fullness of creation. Now we gather at your feast where you offer us the food that satisfies. Take and use what we offer here. Come among us and feed us with the body and blood of Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, whose suffering and death gave salvation to all. You gather your people around the tree of the cross, transforming death into life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. indeed holy O God the fountain of all holiness you bring light from darkness life from death speech from silence we worship you for our lives and for the world you give us 
We thank you for a new world to come and for the love that will rule all in all. We praise you for the grace shown to Israel, your chosen, the people of your promise, the rescue from Egypt, the gift of the promised land, the memory of the fathers, the homecoming from exile, and the prophet's words that will not be in vain. In all this, we bless you for your only begotten Son, who fulfilled and will fulfill all your promises. We remember on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Therefore, gracious parent, with this bread and cup, we remember the life our Lord offered for us. And believing in the witness of his resurrection, we await his coming in power to share with us the great and promised feast. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Send now, we pray, your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of our Lord and of his resurrection, that we who receive the Lord's body and blood may live to praise your glory and receive our inheritance with all your saints in light. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Join our prayers with those of your servants of every time and every place and unite them with the ceaseless petitions of our great high priest until he comes as victorious Lord of all. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we share some instructions for communion. First of all, I want to make clear to uh, everyone who's gathered here today, to our friends uh, from Madison Church, and to any other visitors or guests we have with us, that all are welcome to commune with us today. We like to say that this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table, and the invitation comes from Christ. To commune today, uh, you'll go to the side aisles and you'll come forward. At the front of the two side aisles, there are two tables that have uh, trays with empty glasses. You will pick up an empty glass and you'll bring it with you to the railing uh, where it will be filled with wine and where you'll receive bread. If you desire or need grape juice, those are also pre-filled in these two side tables. Just pick up those cups and bring them to the railing with you um, where you will receive them. Uh, we also have gluten-free at those two side tables. Uh, after you've communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup in this bowl by the center aisle and return to your seats. Uh, 
of course, no one has to come forward for communion if, if you don't feel comfortable or, or for whatever reason, you, you can stay in your seat. Or you can come forward and cross your arms on your chest and I'll offer a simple blessing. And likewise, for kids, uh, I'll just look to the parents and you can let me know whether your child receives communion or not. And if not, just uh, uh, single to me or have them cross their arms over their chest and we'll say a brief prayer. Uh, I think that's, those are all of the instructions. So. <laughs> uh, main point is all are welcome uh, to come forward if you wish for communion at this time. Here is food and drink for the journey. Take and be filled.
Please stand as you are able.
May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen, keep, and unite us now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Bless Jesus. In this rich meal of grace, you have fed us with your body, the bread of life. Now send us forth to bear your life-giving hope to a world in need.
to join us downstairs for potluck brunch afterwards. We hope you'll all join us. You are children of God, anointed with the oil of gladness and strengthened for the journey. Almighty God, motherly, majestic, and mighty, bless you this day and always. Amen. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is to proclaim and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ to live as God's servants in the world, and to be a caring and healing community. Go in peace. Jesus meets you on the way.
no dark clouds.